At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's at Malshaw. Huge Friday program on tap. In 45 minutes, we'll have Ian Eagle. Of course, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets. He's also calling Clippers series in the West. Clip, uh, Clippers and Jazz. We'll get his take on both divisions of the NBA and who he thinks is going to make the finals. First of all, I got to give you full credit. 5-0 and last night. You could argue Harden only went over by a half. The prop 15. He had 14 at half. I mean, these were all easy winners for you. Yeah, the Lightning game. You know, it's funny, Mike. I made a... I bet a terrible number on the end game, but I loved it. To start the third period, the over-under on that uh, Lightning game was four and a half under plus 210. I didn't think the Islanders were going to score. You know, if you look at it, the goal was scored on a back tap to the goal. It was a terrible play. Vasilevsky is locked in. This Lightning team is playing tremendous. And Braden Point, we haven't talked about him for the Smythe, but he's a guy I would add into the mix. Fortunate that game. And then Milwaukee last night. Impressive. Lightning, clockwork orange. Yes. Two to nothing. And then three winners in the basketball game. Yeah. Bucks, wire to wire, and the two props when we did them all guesses. You had two strong leans on the props. Well, I thought Harden, who scored 14 in the first half, I thought he'd get far over that. He's an 86% free throw shooter, only goes three for five at the free throw line. And I gave you the exact reason why I didn't think Durant would go over 36.5. I thought his number should have been 31.5, and, and I think he wound up with 32. My reasoning was, I said, Milwaukee's going to blow him out. I said, this game won't be close, and they're going to sit him late in the game. Harden and Durant were sitting with five minutes to go in this game, four and a half minutes to go, and that was the difference. Uh, I, I really think when I saw Harden play out there yesterday in that game, 
I think they're in trouble in game number seven. I think they're going to need an incredible performance against uh, again out of Durant. You told the people yesterday you like the Bucks to win the series. Did yeah. you make that series bet? I did not. Mm-hmm. I actually just I went heavy mm-hmm. on this game because yep. when the line came down, I already had it six, Mike. I said, these guys are betting it the wrong way. This this is going back to a Game 7. Milwaukee, to me, has been the better team in Games 3 through 6. Chris Middleton led the way last night with 38 Tremendous. points. Tremendous. Career playoff high. 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals. Very efficient them all. 11 of 16 from the field. That's not efficiency. That mm-hmm. is elite level. When you're averaging better than two and almost 2.5 two points per shot attempt, it's unbelievable. DJ Tucker. Uh, only made one field goal last night, but his plus-minus was plus 30, the best on the Bucks. Yeah, because if you watch him defensively, he is so good. He is harassing Kevin Durant. What it looks like to me, Milwaukee has chosen to do is say, listen, you're going to get your shots up, Durant. I think he probably took about 30 shots last night. But we're going to make it extremely difficult, and as prolific of a shooter as he is, and despite having the uh, height advantage over any defender, he's having a hard time getting clean looks. And if not, you know what? You'll take your chances with Blake Griffin beating you at this stage of his career. Amal, I want to talk about coaching news and organizational news in the NBA before we get to the two games tonight. You were in the Metroplex for a long time. You covered a lot of the teams down there. Obviously, you covered Tom Landry, Freddie Akers, Jody Conrad. But amongst them, you covered the Dallas Mavericks. What the heck is going on? You know, I'll tell you right now, Donnie Nelson, who was Don Nelson's son. For Mm -hmm. people that don't know, Don Nelson sued Mark Cuban for, I think it was about $3 to $5 million dollars for some non-payment on something. But Donnie Nelson was the GM from 2005. Terrific guy, great man in the community, really engages with people. Uh, And him and Carlisle had a terrific relationship. And once Donnie Nelson left, Carlisle wanted out. And remember, they have Heralibus uh, Volgaris, who's a professional better, who they brought in the analytics department. Mm -hmm. You know, the problem, we're seeing it in baseball. You have paralysis by over-analysis with the analytics. Look, the analytics hold some value. At the end of the day, give me LeBron James. Give me guys that can play. That's how you're going to win championships. You know when the Mavs won? Jason Terry was a tremendous six-man. Jason Kidd's a Hall of Famer. He's made the most three, uh, one of the most uh, three-point shot makers in the history of the NBA. Tremendous point guard. Dirk Nowitzki, top five scorer of all time in the history of the league. You win with talent. You can give me all the analytics you want. It applies more in baseball. In basketball, you need talented players, and I think Rick Carlisle had enough. I always thought that team went as Jason Terry went. Absolutely he, right. He, he was a real barometer on that team. Rick Carlisle, I hear the news, Rick Carlisle's leaving Dallas I thought by last night we'd hear that he'd signed with the Celtics. Well, I think if you're the Boston Celtics, this would be a great move. Remember, he played with the Seas back in the 80s. This would be tremendous. Uh, you know, it's for me, it comes down to does Brad Stevens want to work with Carlisle? I think he'd be a great guy to work with. If you ask anybody around the league, people will tell you Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches in the NBA. We saw it when he was in Detroit and Indiana, how successful he's been. Uh, I think he's done a tremendous job everywhere he's been, and he would be a great fit in Boston. They just need to upgrade their size. And I know they went and got Al Horford, but this is not Florida in 2007. So I don't know if you want Al Horford there uh, roaming the post. 13 seasons for Rick Carlisle, 558 victories against 478 losses, nine playoff runs, and, of course, the NBA title in 2011. Uh, If Boston doesn't get him, somebody is. He's coaching next year. It's just a matter of whether he wants to or not. If he chooses to sit out, he can sit out a year, maybe refresh. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. 5-0 yesterday. I'm all in. I'm feeling good. I'm driving into work today, right? I'm, I'm all pumped up. I, I almost went 3-0. The Reds teased me in the top of the ninth at plus 155 I, last I feel night. for you. Oh, I my feel God. for you. People were celebrating too early on Twitter with the, the Reds call. I said, it's not over yet. And they give up four in the bottom of the night. But I'm driving in. I'm listening to VEASAN, obviously, on iHeart. So easy to get on, get on the radio. And I'm listening to the Barney line with our friends. Patrick Marr and Michael Lombardi. And all of a sudden, I hear Michael talking about my co-host, Amal Shaw. 
you know, Amal, I understand, still believes in the process. He thinks it's all Ben Simmons. Does he? Amal. And of course, uh, all, yeah, and Amal also believes that Bill Belichick had nothing to do with winning Super Bowls. That conversation has to happen. Okay, <laughs> that one has to happen. I got to straighten that out. Okay, that's got to end right there. Because when you're saying that, you really have, you're so far out of the race, you have no clue. Amal's best when he's talking about Amal. But can Amal go back and watch the first Uh-oh. Super Bowl the Patriots won? When the when they they stopped the greatest show on turf, and then if he would watch the last Super Bowl the Patriots won, when they held the Rams to three points, you know he might want to revisit that. Yeah, he, he might want to revisit his commentary. Yeah, but if he wants to look at stats and numbers, that's fine. Go yeah. ahead. He said, "Tell Michael one playoff appearance for Belichick." Don Shula. Don Shula went five years without going to the playoffs with Dan Marino. Where's he have Dan Don Shula? When you cut through the forest there, and you get, I mean. <laughs> The clear bell here is Amal's best talking about Amal. I well, mean, but, I'm not denying that. I've I mean, never that, denied that. Listen. Your, your reaction. Well, a few things I want to address. Let me address the Don Shula thing real quickly. I always thought Tom Olivadotti had pictures of Don Shula. I never understood why he didn't fire him. Tom Olivadotti's defense couldn't stop anybody. Remember the Wesley Walker game? They put up a million points and they still lose to that Jets team with Ken O'Brien and one-eyed Wesley Walker? Come on. How are you giving up four touchdowns to him? And the reality of it is... When you look at Belichick, I still think he's the greatest defensive coach in the history of the game. But let's look at the coaches that have come out of that Belichick tree. Do you want Romeo Cornell? I don't think so. Do you want the schematic advantage on a highlight attack and all-you-can-eat buffet Charlie Weiss? I don't think so. Do you want the little hoodie? I don't think so. Why can't any of these guys, and don't forget the guy who's going to trade away a future Hall of Famer for a second-round pick and leave a franchise in disarray. You know that great coach down in Houston? What was his name? I can't even remember anymore. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, that winner over there. By the way, send it back to Penn State. Take about seven and six every year. Second part of Michael's comments was about the 76. Yeah. So that's really where it started. And let's get to the game tonight in Atlanta. Michael, I listened to him yesterday. He was very strong on what Stan Hinkie did to that organization in that city through the process. He believes this team, through coddling its players and telling them, Take time off. If you have anything, you want to feel good. They're not mentally tough, and they're not ready to compete, and that's why they blow these big leads. That's his position. He loves the Hawks tonight. He said you don't even need to take the three. Just bet the Hawks tonight. This team is done. There's no mental toughness there. You took a look at free throw shooting and actual performance on the court. You guys had a little bit of a different perspective here. First question, respond to Michael's argument about how the process has failed or not failed. And secondly, are you surprised the Sixers are still three tonight? Uh, I am a little bit surprised at the fact that there are three, but I don't think the process failed for this reason. I thought Markel Fultz was not a guy you draft number one overall. When I watched him at UW, I didn't see anything from him that says, this guy is a franchise-changing player. Ben Simmons is a guy that everybody in the draft realm thought. I have a friend of mine who coached college basketball. He said to me, Ben Simmons is the best high school player I've seen since LeBron James. He has not materialized at that level. Everyone thought he was going to be that guy. You know what the knock you could have had on Ben Simmons immediately was at LSU. He couldn't even carry that team to an NCAA tournament team. Every one of these other guys that generally are first overall picks has a way to get their team in there, especially if they're a bigger player like Ben Simmons was. I think Stan Hinkie, excuse me, Sam Hinkie had the right idea in terms of tanking to get higher picks. Because the only way you're going to win in this league, you don't win with Donovan Mitchells. It sells you postseason tickets. You don't hang banners with Donovan Mitchells. You win championships with first overall picks in LeBron James, second overall picks in Kevin Durant. You win with those guys. Steph Curry turned out to be the greatest shooter of all time. But if people realized he was this prolific, it would have been a higher draft pick than where he was coming out of Davidson. You need elite-level talent to win in this league. Nothing has ever changed about that. That's what this league has always been about. So for me, I still agree with what they were trying to do. 
it was the year when they drafted Fultz. You basically ended up with Anthony Bennett part two. He just didn't materialize. Ben Simmons, the fact that this guy goes 12 for 39 in this uh, free throw shooting in this league, we can find somebody in the sports book behind us that can make 12 out of 39 free throws. Is this worse than Shaq with the free throw shooting? Yeah, look at the percentage. I mean, it's horrendous. And you're, and you're a point guard. Yeah, he's, you're, he's just slightly <laughs> over 30%. I mean, he's horrible. He's the guy you should be following. He can't play late in the game because of that. He's a liability until the two-minute mark of the game because you can just continue to send him to the line. It's like a turnover. So your take, to summarize, is the pra- uh, um, the process right in philosophy, yes. wrong in execution. Very well said. All right. Let's take a look at tonight's game. 76ers, Hawks, three-point favorite, as I mentioned. you got to lay $1.55 on the money line. If you think Atlanta can end the series tonight, they're plus 130 on the money line. The total is 222.5. Amolda, you have a play on this game tonight. You know, I, I like Philadelphia here. I don't want to lay the points, take the money line here, but I'll probably wait to see this line come down, which I think it will. You know, you can sit there and say, yeah, they blew a lead, but you still have to get a 26-point lead in a basketball game. My question is, what the hell were the Atlanta Hawks doing for the first two and a half quarters sitting around? You know, you mentioned it yesterday with the, um, the Utah Jazz. They just didn't shoot the ball well in game five in the second half from the three-point arc. So sometimes, look, Philadelphia struggled to shoot the basketball, excuse me, in the fourth quarter. They'll be better. And if they win this game, Mike, they're coming back to Philadelphia. They're going to win this series. I, I still believe in this team. I think they're a better team. My concern is Joel Embiid's health, but he answered the bell in game number five. He was tremendous, almost had 40 points in that one. Ben Simmons, my concern is mentally, where is he at? And Tobias Harris, can you please show up in Atlanta? The 76ers, if you think they're going to win two consecutive games, uh, plus 135 to win, you know, to win the series. When, when I look at the 76ers team, the plus 135 is not necessarily a high enough number. But uh, I, I do think they've got a great chance to be able to win this series. And by the way, th- this this camp. Oh, okay, this is plus one thirty on the Hawks winning. Don't you think the Hawks, if you're going to bet them tonight, it's series price minus one sixty seven. But if you're going to bet them, don't you think you just bet them in four games to two at plus one thirty? I don't believe they're going to go back to Philly and win game three out of four in this series. Yeah, I think that the, in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think that you could actually take this two ways here, right? And the only way you lose is if they if the Hawks win Game Seven in Philadelphia. You can take plus one thirty five tonight and plus one thirty five that the Sixers win the series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then you you know your your fail obviously, and you could get off at end game if if something happens in Philadelphia. Are you more or less inclined to look at a first half number, given the fact that Philadelphia has built huge leads in the first half? And actually, the last four games, if you look at in this series, in fact, they were up 18 in Atlanta in the first half in game four, uh, or 18 in the first half, up 13 at half, and then, of course, in Philadelphia, up 26. Yeah, I know. I, I would agree with you. That's a really good point. I think this team is going to get out of the block strong in all likelihood based on what we've seen thus far. I don't know if they can continue that trend, but can Atlanta reverse that? That's the big question mark. All right, let's sh- shift out west where I and Eagle will be calling the game for TNT tonight, the Jazz and the Clippers. Jazz are 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games, and the over is 7-1 and in Jazz's last eight games in which they were favored. Uh, that game did get over the other. You could find some in-game unders after that 73-point first quarter that cashed. Jazz at Staples tonight. No Kawhi. Jazz are 2.5, minus 135 on the money line, a total of all of 220.5. You know, the one thing that surprised me, Mike, and then finally after about a month, I'm going to address you on the totals. Total. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised this total continues to be this low when you look at this series. Uh, we had 221, 228, 238, 222, 230. I mean, how do you come into this one and take the uh, series under or this game under? Is it just maybe a gut feel or you say, well, one game, the old do theory, because the first five have gone over, this is going to stay under? I don't know. I just don't see a scenario where either team slows each other down. Utah shoots a plethora of three-pointers if they're knocking them down. They've done well, actually, if you look at it statistically. They've been tremendous. If they can continue at that clip, 
I think this thing comes close to getting over fairly comfortably. You told us two days ago a team's first game without their superstar yeah. does not affect them as, as much. Does this now cause you to play the Jazz tonight, either to lay the two and a half or lay the 135? No, and the reason it has nothing to do with the Kawhi situation. It has to do with the fact that Donovan Mitchell is a bit banged up. I'm concerned about that. If Mitchell can't perform at a level that's going to make a difference for the Jazz, I don't know if they've got enough right now to get through this Clippers team on the road. Uh, in Game 7, you figure out a way it doesn't make a difference, uh, as long as, you know, especially being at home. But I would look towards Utah here, but I, I'm not sure if I'm going to play it or not. I watched the entire fourth quarter of Game 5 in Salt Lake City, and I, I don't watch long stretches of this series normally, but because the Clippers were up and I thought it'd probably be a close finish, I was surprised at the half-court offense of the Utah Jazz. They really do not work the ball inside at all trying to get a shot. They're going to jack up the first open three. They were saved by the fact that Gobert got three offensive rebound putbacks to even keep them in the game in the fourth quarter. Rudy Gobert is not a terrific low post player in terms of creating offense when you throw the ball into the post to him. He's got a, you know, he's a guy kind of, I don't want to say he's a junkyard dog because he's much better than that, but he's a guy that's going to be a rim runner. He's going to get putbacks. He's going to get some open opportunities on dribble penetration. You give him a, uh, you know, a pass for a dunk. That's part of the issue here. This team is heavily relying on the three-point shot. All right, let's switch to the ice now. Game number three in Montreal tonight. What a night for it. Just, by the way, what a night to be in a sports book in Las Vegas. You got game six in the East, game six in the West in the NBA, and a game three here, critical game three in a Golden Knight series. I, the, the sports books will be electric tonight in this town, Amal. It really will, and uh, I'll tell you what, if you're VGK, you better get off to a fast start. They, there's reports from the VGK media that cover VGK in Montreal that Alex Tuck was skating with the top line, and he might be played a center on the top line tonight. Your thoughts on that? When asked, uh, Pete DeBoer said he's considering it. Tuck's been our best forward in the series so far. Yeah, he's been tremendous, but I tell you what, uh, Alex Bertrangelo has been the Knights' best player in this series so far. He's been a difference maker. Uh, they need Tuck out there. They need his goal scoring. We'll, we'll see, but here's the thing. They've got to figure out a way to limit Montreal's chances and, and put-back opportunities. They've got to be better about that. This team capitalizes on opportunities. They missed some in Game 1, Montreal did. They were terrific in Game number 2, and they get that lead, Mike. It's going to be tough, especially on the road. I was impressed with Montreal on the power play uh, in the first period in Game number 2, how they, it was just like ping-pang-pong around, bing-bang-boom, tic-tac goal. I mean, they did, though. They had Fleury moving both ways. He really had no shot. They were moving it back and forth across the ice. I think this price is too high. I'm not interested in the Knights at all in this spot at minus 175. Yeah, no, it's way too high of a price. I will tell you one thing. I did not know this total was five and a half. Unfortunately, this morning, a little bit busy, but didn't get a chance to look at the numbers. I expected it to be a five flat. Mm -hmm. As the Tampa Bay Islanders Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so to me, the five and a half, that's something I I may be uh, potentially having in the place. I have a a form of an under bet tonight. What does that mean? When we go to the play. Don't even tell me you got the first 10 minutes under. My first period. Okay, that's fine. Same I, as I played with Tampa Bay last yeah, in the first I, period. I, I, hopefully I've gotten you off of the last two games, by the way. Two goals in the first 10 minutes. It wasn't a big enough price. If I would have got probably 135 or 140, I consider it was only plus 115, no goal in the first 10. But if you've watched these two games, right, they've scored goals in that second five-minute stretch yeah. in this series, and you see the chances increasing. Really, the first, but you got to lay, if you say no goal in the first five, you're laying $2 or more. That's an absurd yeah, number. It's no, not I'm not interested it. in yeah. laying $2 at any time, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but to me, I just don't necessarily like it. By the way, with uh, me criticizing you for that, you know the first 10 minutes is going to go scoreless tonight. That'll be okay because I get the first period. So <laughs> now, if I get two late goals, I'll feel sick. By about the way, it was it, tough if you had the second period under in the Islanders game. The last yesterday. three and a half minutes, it's two, two goals. goals. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
and and those you get at near even money or a plus price because of the long chain. Yeah. You said in the other series after the Lightning lost the first game, you thought that they could come back and win four, the four in a row or four the next five. Um, the adjusted price there now it's down to plus. Remember yesterday it was plus three three dollars and plus three thirty. It's four one Lightning exact series result is now down to plus one fifty five, and a four two Lightning result is down to plus two fifty. Look, I was watching this game closely yesterday because I had Tampa mm-hmm. and. I also took an in-play on the under four and a half. But the one thing I noticed in the third period in particular, this team plays such intelligent hockey. There's nobody better with the lead in the third period oh, the way they play. I said that in the Carolina series. Look at how they kill time. Look at how they're getting changes every 30 to 40 seconds. Listen, this is, I thought about this coming <laughs> into the show today. This is the first time I've ever said this. John Cooper is a great coach. He really is. Never said that to anyone life. from the state of Ohio. That's correct. <laughs> Absolutely right. And by the way, John Cooper went to law school in the state of Michigan. Um, but to me, his teams, you mentioned it, the changes that they make, they're quickly 30, 45 seconds. The other thing that I they love. Don't try, they don't try to pass from the back. Oh, Mike, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. It's unbelievable. The puck comes in there. It's right there. They just clear out of the zone. Don't worry about passing it back. The turnovers are always what kill these teams. No, get it out of the zone. Get it high and out. I always love watching hockey games with you because you're like, it's high and out of the zone. Deep and high. <laughs> just flip it down <laughs> and change. They were unbelievable. They're absolutely unbelievable. They don't ice the puck. Every once in a while, you might catch a bad break and it gets iced. But Victor Hedman, you see it with these guys. And Brayden Point has been on point. He has been probably, in my opinion, outside of Vasilevsky, their best player. You know, you said about, is it time now to bet Tampa Bay to win the Cup? Yeah. And the odds changed because the Knights lost the game, right? Yeah. Because now there's some jeopardy for the Knights. So Correct. Tampa became the favorite again once the Knights went 1-1. And I kept thinking about this. I didn't make the bet, but they are so good on the road, Amal. You, yeah, you pointed out several times on the show. That's why I was already confident in the Lightning. But then I looked at the numbers you pointed to. This team has been tremendous in terms of what they've been able to do away from Tampa. They don't give up any goals on the road. They really don't. They may give up one goal. That's it. Well, in the Carolina series, I think, what was it? 2-1-2-1. And then the final game was 3-1 or 2-0. 2-0. It was the game. games in Amelie that had the five. And it's same yeah. with Florida. They were exactly lower scoring right. in the Rat Bend and higher scoring in Amelie. They, they've done a tremendous job. And to me, I really think, you know, they have this onus on them of not winning for five, six years. Last year, they got it done. Now this team looks like they're playing freer, looser. They're so dangerous at this point in time. Yeah, they're plus 125 right now, a little over 6-5 to five to win the Cup. In terms of the Knights-Canadian series them all, do you think Montreal gets one of these two games at home? I sure hope so on my plus $4 and plus six fifty. I, I do believe so, but I, if you're Montreal, I really think you got to win both games. You really have to. I'm looking at the total games played prop. If you think it's going to go... If Montreal can get one at home, which would, they would need to do, well, if they got both at home, the Knights would have to win in Game Five. But if you think it's going six or seven games, you do have to lay two sixty-five to the over. If you think it's going seven games, a little bit of a juicy price, plus one eighty-five here. No, you know the reason why I don't want to lay this over five and a half, Mike. I have to tell you, and I hate to confess this, I overvalued Montreal a little bit coming into this series. Mm-hmm. They have played well, and they've got a great chance still to win this series. But VGK is still the better team when you look at the talent overall, what they have. Marc-Andre Fleury has been tremendous this postseason. But Carey Price is going to have to stand on his head in games three and four. I agree with you here. You've got great prices, though. Plus $4 and plus $6.50. Plus $6.50. You've already created tremendous value. When we come back, we're going to look at the Diamond tonight, including a team that's horrible on the road but great at home. That's the Colorado Rockies up next on the Nuts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the nuts. He's on fire. That's Amal Shaw. On my left, I'm Mike Palm. Let's take a look at baseball today. I thought there were a... I kind of questioned myself this morning, Amal, and we'll get into it in the playbook. There were a lot of games I liked today, which sometimes I, I get nervous about. You did? About. I didn't like a lot of them I, today. I, I had some fade pitchers that are going today. But let's take a look at some of the interesting matchups. And I want to start out at Coors Field, where for the third time in three days, the Rockies won as a, at least a plus-160 favorite. They'd done it as a $2 favorite against UU Darvish and against Blake Snell and the Padres. And then they beat Brandon Woodruff rather easily last night as a plus-165 favorite. You're going to get $1.70 today again on the Rockies. This time they take on Corbin Burns. $2 on the Brewers. Total 10.5 at Coors Field, 5.5 for the first five. You can get $1.70 back on this team, which is an excellent home baseball team. Not only that, it sends a tell, okay, I get his numbers aren't particularly Mm -hmm. strong, but I'm not ready to lay uh, Burns at this price, even though he continues to be tremendous in terms of his uh, strikeouts to walks, 102 to 10. But when you mentioned it, Mike, this team at home, 24 and 14, 
Brewers, not bad on the road, though. 18 and 13 overall. Can't lay $2. You'd have to lay the run line if you're taking the Brew Crew. I would look here, though, at the Colorado Rockies on the money line, plus 170. I do, too. I mean, uh, it might be time to tear up those Brandon Woodruff Cy Young tickets. And if you haven't already never had up, one. And if you haven't already tore up your Corbin Burns, it might be the time tonight as well. I mean, listen, nobody could pick out Brandon Woodruff if he's standing in the police lineup by himself. I actually think, and I mentioned this yesterday, that right now, Freddie Peralta is the best pitcher on this team. Uh, I don't know. I still think Burns is. What, what's your, what, what? I don't know. I, it's Peralta is more consistent every time. out. I, Burns and Woodruff didn't pitch well at home uh, against the Pirates this weekend, and then you saw Woodruff get hit again at Coors, although a lot of pitchers get hit at Coors. I just... I don't know about this NL Central. It's hard for me to find a team I want to bet on. Burns has made 11 starts this year. Uh-huh. Three starts, he's given up four earned runs. The other eight, he's given up two earned runs or less. I get your point, okay? Maybe you feel like in uh, two of the last, I think, five or two of the last four, he's given up the four mm-hmm. earned runs, but I still think he's still their best pitcher. All right, let's move on. We talked about this game last night uh, with Bill and Cease going for the White Sox last he night against Erquidy. You know, our friend, our friend, it's, of course, the White Sox at the Astros. You see, this is basically a pick 'em game here either way. Well, you know, White Sox were a very small dog last night. I thought you might want to take Cease at that price. Our friend Wayne Krivsky, I don't remember if he brought this up on air. I know he talked to us about it in studio. It might have been off air. Against Cease. He was against Cease last night. Yeah. Cease's numbers are all against the Tigers. Yeah, they really are. He said three he's great tremendous. starts yeah. against the Tigers. And the rest of it has not been that stellar. Well, he was right last night. Astros went wire to wire behind Urquidy and won. It was uh, over early. Tonight you get Rondon, who's coming off throwing a one-hitter on Sunday at Comerica in Detroit against uh, Louis Garcia, who uh, got beat in Minnesota uh, on Saturday night. A uh, 6-2 and two for Rondon. That ERA still under 2. The whip of .84. He's just been great for the White Sox. Of course, through the no-hitter and a one-hitter. 97 strikeouts against 17 walks and 66 and two-thirds. Garcia, nine decisions, two, and an ERA a little bit under three, a whip around one. Both these pitchers have put up pretty decent numbers this year. Minute made, you see the total of eight of them all. Yeah, no interest in this total. Um, I think Garcia's played well. You look at his numbers in terms of his pitching line, uh, comes in with an ERA under three. But, Mike, for me, I don't want to lay a uh, rundown on this one because this Astros team is quietly playing particularly well. They're dangerous. I know you like Urquidy. He pitched well yesterday. This team is tough, especially at home. I still think they're going to win the West. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Yeah, but, I, I mean, that's not like a big stretch. you got to beat one team. you got to beat the A's. Uh, Angels, Angels uh, without any pitching, really, are somehow around 500 here. So, uh, And I mean no starting pitching and no bullpen either. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But, you know, you look at the Angels. And, <laughs> and no trout. Yeah, eight and a half games back. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be able to make that push. But Astros, dangerous team, two games behind uh, Oakland right now was a rare 545 local start last night at Petco, and I'm not really sure the reason for it. They go back to the 7-10 start tonight. They broke the red six-game winning streak. Musgrove was great last night, a little bit uh, a little bit better than Molly, and uh, Reds rallied for four in the top of the ninth, and San Diego came back with four in the bottom of the ninth to win that game 6-4. If you had the under, I feel bad for you. It was 2 to nothing in the top of the ninth. That, that was T- a brutal beat. Tonight, the Reds throw out a first start for Tony Santillan. He's only worked four and two-thirds innings in the major leagues. $2.20 favorite on Chris Paddock tonight. I, I found this number to be very inflated as well. I give credit to the Padres for winning last night, but I'm not sure that Paddock should ever be a 220 favorite, especially against a team with a, an above 500 record that's been playing better of late. If you're into totals, 8.5 here at Petco, which is a high total for Petco at night. 
Yeah, it is. But remember, the, since defensive come in, the pitching. By the way, one thing I want to you mention about that, I don't have an opinion on this game. I'm with mm-hmm. you, though. 220 is too high. Yesterday, eight of the ten games went over. I'm talking about the substance. Is this yeah, going to affect everything? Because I'm going to tell you what, you saw a ton of runs. It wasn't just they got over 12, 13 runs. I mean, you were seeing it constantly. Tampa, Seattle, 11 runs last night. Higher scoring games yesterday. Amal went 5-0 and yesterday. I went 2-1. and His record is uh, really starting to sparkle. I know the folks are going to know where you're going to go. You'll probably be in Europe. You'll probably way, be on the ice. You'll probably be in the NBA. Maybe a little bit of baseball. By the way, no college basketball. No complaints from you? No complaints. You're doing well, my friend. I'm all in in the Palm Readers Playbook. Up next on The Nuts. If you missed any part of our show, The Nuts, or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and The Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. You can also download our other podcasts, including Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus we've got Hardwood Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel, right? Long Shots with Brady Cannon, Gone Racing, and last but not least, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever I'm all you get your podcasts. Do you want me to add something? I thought you'd have a comment about podcasts. I know yeah. you're a big fan. No, I was actually looking at my phone. Okay. Yesterday, Amal Shaw went 5-0 and in the Amal in segment. America, and in fact, all of North America, Wants to know where he's going today. I'm gonna. Is that it? One play. Well, first of all, listen. Wait wait, wait a minute here. Wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're protecting that 78, 65, and one record. What is the record now? I got 78, 68, 65, 65, and one one record after a five spot yesterday. It's not about protecting the record. The thing is, he shot his shadow. It's six more weeks (laughs) of one play, folks. I I like Philadelphia, but I don't have tremendous amount of confidence, and I don't ever want to give out a play that I haven't bet myself. The the other thing is the Knights play here in Vegas. It's five. DraftKings has a five and a half. In other states, we don't obviously have access to that here. So I don't officially have a play on the game because it's a five spot. If five and a half is a great take number on the under. Uh, but I don't want to play the five here. This series is not quite as defensive as the Montre- excuse me, the Islanders and Tampa one. So that, that's why I didn't touch that one. Baseball, I told you before we came on, I was not really thrilled about much in baseball right now. I'm a little bit concerned. These guys are all scoring a thousand runs, but it will help the run line plays. That's for sure. Absolutely, and that's where I'm going to go here. So your single play is the noon Pacific, uh, they drop the ball, England and Scotland. Scotland. This game is at Wembley Stadium where uh, Noah has his arc out, I understand. Yeah, Wembley Stadium. It's been raining all morning because the tournament going on right now in Nottingham in tennis was canceled all morning. I had a couple of bets there. Unfortunately, got postponed. They'll go tomorrow. Uh, But to me, this is a great spot on the under. Scotland will be up for this one. You're getting to play big brother. Uh, This is an opportunity here taking on the English side. I don't think England gets to a three in this one. I think Scotland uh, is held off the score sheet. I think England keeps the clean sheet, and this one stays under two and a half. Would you it, would you be interested in playing the England side at all? Uh, yeah, but it's three. It was three thirty. 
Yeah. And I, I don't want to lay 330, and then it was minus a goal and a half. I don't want to take a minus a goal and a half because I think they could very easily win this game 1-0. If you could find minus one at a, at a yeah, price. Yeah, I could take that because yeah. it's kind of like the Dutch yesterday, right? Get the plus, Yesterday, the Dutch were plus 115 on the minus one, and as soon as you got that penalty kick uh, from Memphis Dupai, it was over. My friend E, um, who I communicate with a lot every day, uh, say it you like know, he's he, your only friend. He's not. He's not my only friend. I have several. I, uh, I, I'm, I want to be included in that group. And Michael Lombardi is one of them. You are one of them. Um, Paul Howard, a dear friend of ours, very close with him. Mitch Moss, uh, Matt Humans. We're not asking you to list all six friends. Several, several people that I work with here as well. Um, but he says these over/under bets in soccer are just yes/no. Is it going to be a penalty kick? Is what it comes down to. No, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. A lot of it is when the goal is scored in a game. It determines how the game plays out. Oh, look, there was a penalty kick today. So let me ask you this. The Sweden game, there was a penalty kick in the 77th minute. The game was under. Well, that game couldn't get it. They would have needed three penalty kicks yeah, to go over exactly. So the, the penalty kick, a lot of it where you see it go towards the over because of that. Because there's a lot of aggressive play in the box. In, generally speaking, if it's just one or two uh, you know, uh, counterattacks the other way, you're not going to wind up with a PK. A lot of it comes down to how well and how good... You're either your forward or guys who are at uh, in terms of dribble penetration, and can they get the defense off balance? When it scores is so important as a total player because of the value you create with your ticket and the day trading that you can do. As what as I've been doing is eighty percent of my sports betting for the last uh, year plus now is these soccer totals, right? If you get through the first half, then you can start trying to find middle. But if the goal comes early, you put yourself in a bad situation because the game does change. And there's also if you get a PK. You have to anticipate there's a chance of, if it's a controversial one, a makeup call on the other end. What do you think this is, American sports? Yeah, I think David Stern's in it. No, there's no David Stern sightings here, and I don't think you see that. in VAR, uh, video assistant referee helps uh, uh, negate those opportunities. You know, I've got to the fact I'm all where I won't bet games that don't have VAR. That's a great way to do it. Because they don't call off sides. They just want want to, it's like, you know... The NFL referees who were told not to make a call, let the play play out, and then you can always go back to replay. It's like that here. I saw a play go on for 45 seconds. That was an obvious offside. I know. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, by the way, we got only three minutes, so you better hurry up and get through your play. No, you got about 15. This is, there's a central theme here today, folks, and it's I'm fading, I'm fading certain pitchers and teams. I'm going to take Robbie Ray. They're all run-line plays in baseball. I'm going to take Robbie Ray because he's been so good and fade the Orioles here. Run-line. You got to lay 115. I'm going to fade Carlos Martinez and the St. Louis Cardinals, who almost got no hit by Charlie Morton last night and lost four to nothing. I'll take Freed and the Braves, lay the run and a half uh, at SunTrust at plus 125. Back to the anti Fultonevich bandwagon here in Texas. I don't love Berrios and I don't love the Twins, but I've been religiously loyal about going against Fultonevich every time he goes out, and I'm going to do it again today. I'll lay the run line. I don't really want to lay 170 with, with Berrios anytime. I'll lay the run and a half uh, and lay 105 here. Now, this is not an anti-pitcher play. This is an anti-organization play. I'm going to go against the Diamondbacks. Who've, what, what is it? I can't keep track. 27 to 29, 23 in a row. They set the all-time record on the road. Trevor Bauer. be interesting how he pitches tonight. He's, he's had some things to say, as he always does, about the sticky substance crackdown. He goes for the Dodgers. Lay a run and a half, lay 35 cents. I said I had a form of the under in the hockey game. I'm going to parlay the next two games. That's the Knights tonight, game three. Tampa Bay and the Islanders in game four. The first period unders. It's an identical line. Under one and a half a mall. You lay 40 cents in both. That parlay plays plus 194. Okay. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, not bad. And then 
And, and, and you can get off, remember, because there's many sites that offer in-game period totals. So that's important as well. And then I really like, I looked at the whole lineup in the Euros, and the game I like best is tomorrow, Portugal, Portugal Germany. Germany. Thought this might be a two. It was two and a half, and it was only 20 cents. That's my favorite play of the weekend in the Euros in terms of a total. I didn't really love any sides, and that rounds out the playbook. You know, I like, um, I like your play on this parlay between the Canadians and Lightning under uh, one and a half in the first periods each there. That one's going to be interesting. France, unfortunately, huge favorite against Hungary tomorrow. This Portugal-Germany game, very critical game for the Germans. They need to get three points here to be able to have a chance to advance. If you're joking low, you cannot be going back without advancing in the Euros. Okay, so there's only one caution to this Germany game, and that is if Portugal has a lead in this game, Germany probably pulls Neuer here, right? They've, they've got to get some points out of this game. What, what do you think? This is the National Hockey League. The only time the goalie goes How the other Schreiko way. How about Schreiko yesterday? It was the last play of the game, I'm basically. talking about in the last oh, five God, minutes when you Jesus. have a corner. You know this, this Amal. That gave me heart palpitations so you, and, a, and a great save. You sound yesterday. very American when you talk like that. They got to pull the goalie. What do you think this is? Hockey? I'm very. What do you call people that speak one language? Americans. <laughs> Up next, <laughs> it's High and Eagle on the nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live stream of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with the Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. That was Amal Shaw. I'm Mike Palm. Welcome back into the nuts. We're very excited this time to welcome back into the program Ian Eagle, of course, you hear Ian on the Yes Network as the voice of the Brooklyn Nets. You hear him on TNT as a national NBA voice. You hear him on CBS as a national NFL voice. You hear him on CBS, of course, calling the NCAA tournament. Ian, thanks for making the time this morning. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you again. Tons of NBA questions. Let's start out with the game you're going to call tonight at Staples between the Jazz and the Clippers. Many thought with Kawhi going down that this series was over. The Jazz had been so dominant at home. But Paul George stepped up. Reggie Jackson stepped up. A better defensive performance from the Clippers in Salt Lake City. And now we return to L.A. with a chance to close out the one-seed Jazz tonight. We see on the betting markets the Jazz open two. Now up to two and a half. We're seeing some Jazz money. How do you see the game tonight? Well, I don't want you to be disappointed. The game is on ESPN. Okay, I'm sorry. So I will not be I'm calling s- it. No, no, don't I'm, be sorry. I'm not watching then. Don't I'm not sorry. watching it. <laughs> 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 Why are we even having this conversation? Right. We'll, just, we'll just move on. No, look, everything you laid out is is perfectly correct, that uh, there is a general belief that this series is earmarked for seven games. This is still the number one seed. Utah had a tremendous regular season, and you know, I think there's this general consensus that they'll find a way. But the problem is that the Clippers have solved a lot of the issues And to me, the fact that Rudy Gobert has not been able to establish himself consistently in this series, both ends of the floor, even defensively, he has not had the impact that you would expect from the defensive player of the year. He had zero blocks last game. The assumption was without Kawhi Leonard, this team would not be able to attack the paint against Utah. And that was not the case. Paul George got to the rim. Reggie Jackson got to the rim. Terrence Mann got to the rim, and they were not intimidated by the idea of Gobert patrolling it. So uh, Utah's got some things to figure out on their end. Donovan Mitchell is not 100%. Mike Conley is yet to play in this series. I do think the Clippers got a very strong dose of confidence that they could win that game on the road, 18,000 fans in Salt Lake City, and do it without Kawhi Leonard, who is out with that right knee injury. You mentioned Kawhi being out, obviously a huge impact there. And I want to go out east to a series that you know and a team that involved very well, the Brooklyn Nets. My concern is for Game 7, James Harden, when he had that steal in the second quarter, 
I mean, he pulled up the brakes immediately like, like he was being pulled over by the police. He didn't even try and go get down the other end of the floor. It was a struggle for the him yeah. offensively. Durant, one of the greatest scores we've ever seen in the history of this league. But I think that the job the Bucks have done defensively has been tremendous. I am not sure if Brooklyn's going to be able to respond unless uh, we see a little bit healthier uh, James Harden. Is there any possibility he can give more than he's already trying to give? Yeah, what you said is very fair. Uh, if you watched the last two games, clearly game five, James Harden had no lift, had no ability to move side to side, and he was just gutting it out. And he did provide uh, a boost emotionally more than anything else. He's one of the leaders of this team. He's highly respected. He's incredibly well-liked. And I just think the fact that he suited up for that game was enough. They have... The remarkable comeback, they win the game, they take the 3-2 lead in the series, and then they got a steady dose of Adetokounmpo and Middleton and enough of Holiday and enough of Lopez in Game 6. And while Harden looked to me to be a bit more spry, but that's probably not a fair term to use because he's just a shell of himself right now physically, and I'm sure there's a tentativeness with him and how much he can really push it with that hamstring injury. Not having Kyrie Irving is just an immense hit. So much responsibility of the scoring goes on Kevin Durant. Joe Harris has not shot it well since game two of this series. Jeff Green was tremendous in game five, a little bit back down to earth in game six. Yeah, I think Milwaukee has a lot of confidence right now. And I think they walk into this game seven knowing full well that it's a pivotal one for this franchise. There could be wholesale changes based on this result. That always strikes me in the NBA. One game <laughs> can determine the fate of so many people, front office, coaching, players, you name it. This is one of those games for Milwaukee. If the Nets lose this game, look, it would be incredibly disappointing considering the expectations but you're not going to see a shift in philosophy or culture with the Nets. If Milwaukee loses this game, there's going to be wholesale adjustments made with this franchise. I mean, that's an incredible point. And I'm, I'm trying to remember when in a game seven in an NBA playoff series, the road team felt more pressure because normally Seriously. it would be the home team who's expected to win. Yeah. And, and look, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Nets, this was a championship or bust season. So anything less than a championship, there will be major disappointment and frustration that it didn't happen. But with that said, considering the injury to Harden, considering the injury to Kyrie Irving, these are not excuses. These, this is just the reality of the situation. I think the Nets still expect to go out there and win. They expect to take care of business on their home floor. They have Kevin Durant, and we saw what he can do in that epic performance in Game 5. But the future of the franchise will not be determined one way or the other based on this result. With the Bucks, a lot can change. A lot based on a win or a loss in, in these conference semifinals. Ian, you mentioned that, obviously, but with Brooklyn, let's say they advance. Can James Harden get to a point where he can be, not 100%, we know that, but an effective James Harden instead of a pedestrian James Harden at this point in the next potential round and into the finals? Yeah, you know, having covered this Utah Clippers series, and I did game one of the series, 
we we had Quinn Snyder on our Zoom, and Greg Anthony asked him flat out in regards to Mike Conley, hey, if you needed him to play, could he play? And Quinn said, guys, he can't play right now. He just, he's not ready physically. Looked like it was going in the right direction. Then he had a setback. I just think it's so tricky with hamstrings. So I'd love to say to you, oh, it's going to be a remarkable recovery and Harden's going to be right back to himself. This thing's going to linger. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to feel right. He missed 20 of 21 games down the stretch of the season. So it's not as if this just popped up and he's just trying to work through it and nurse it. This has been an ongoing issue. You know, I think the bigger question will be in regards to Kyrie Irving, that ankle injury that he suffered, can he bounce back from that? Can he get back to a point where he can do the things that he does? Part of his ability is the dazzling skills of breaking down a defender and movement and cutting and fluidly getting to the rim. And I have no idea, uh, even if you tape that thing up and, and you take some Advil, whether or not he's going to be able to withstand the kind of pain that you're going to suffer through in an extended series. We're talking with Ian Eagle, of course, one of the voices of the NFL on CBS, March Madness on CBS, the Brooklyn Nets for the Yes Network, and you hear him calling the NBA playoffs on TNT. Let's talk, Ian, about 76ers Hawks. Just here on this network, we've had a disagreement this morning with our great Michael Lombardi, of course, uh, executive in the NFL for so long, who believes sure. the collapse of the 76ers in the, in the second half of the last two games is a byproduct of the process and and coddling players and, and, and Hinky's whole philosophy there, whereas my partner Amal thinks it's more about uh, the process wasn't a failure. It was more about how they didn't execute in the draft, and then we have a, a point guard that can't shoot free throws as well. What is your overall yeah. take on the process, and can the 76ers win in Atlanta and then close out in Game 7 in Philadelphia? Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with your partner, and the latter, if Ben Simmons makes free throws, they needed basically a bucket here or there to stop the bleeding, and they'd be up 3-2. And that's not to say that Michael's premise isn't correct to some degree. I'll, I'll, say, that. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know in that particular game if I, can, if I can look at the process and the culture that was developed and how they went about uh, if it had the direct cause and effect. A make here, a make there, some free throws from Ben Simmons, the, the lack of angst that would be taken out of the equation now that Doc Rivers has to deal with in, do I keep him in the game? Uh, do I put him in that position again? Yeah, this has been an ongoing issue. This isn't Doc Rivers uh, now popping in and all of a sudden this has become an issue. This has always been the case in Ben Simmons' career. And we just assumed he's a gifted player. He's going to get better at it. He's going to figure out a way to make his free throws, to develop a three-point shot, to at least be a threat on the perimeter, and it just hasn't happened. And uh, I'm not saying that he doesn't work at his game. I'm not saying that he isn't dedicated to his craft. What I'm saying is he hasn't been able to apply what he's done in practice to the biggest moments. And that, to me, is is the deeper issue for Philadelphia. Embiid's not 100%. That's pretty clear when you watch him. He's, he's given everything he's got right now, and I give him a lot of credit for that. 
But yes, to answer your question, they can. They can come from behind and win this series. I believe that. Ian, I feel I've misled a nation hungry to hear more of you. Will you be calling another series for TNT? <laughs> no, that's it. ESPN, ABC, they've got the rest of uh, rest of the, the action in the West. You know where you'll be Sunday, September 12th for CBS yet? <laughs> I do not. Do you? Do you know where I'm going to be? I don't know. I'd love to know so I could tell the people. Thanks for the time. Stay tuned to Visa. Up next, Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard and James Salinas. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.